I wonder if it's easier sometimes to modify our behavior than to let God modify our heart. Mm-hmm. You could get up and go to church every Sunday. That right. doesn't mean that you're trusting in God and it might be easier to adjust our outward. I need like some heart change. Mm-hmm. I need mm-hmm. some heart transformation. You're listening to If That Makes Sense, the Family Life original podcast where we talk about what life is really like as a young adult following Jesus. My name's Tim. I'm in Family Life's radio department. I'm Robbie Lindmark in the performing arts. And my name is Lydia. I work in our front office and the ticket office. You haven't heard Lydia's voice on the podcast for a little bit. I think it was like mid... 2020 like pandemic sort of yeah. times. It was Last Christmas, time. I think. It was Christmas episode. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, it was a Christmas episode. That was a good one. And it was a really fun time. And we were like, Lydia, there's so much fun to have you on the show. we got to do it again. <laughs> and like all the kind of things that happen in mm. the pandemic worlds um, happened. And it's just been way too long. So we're super glad that you're you're here well, with us friends you. again. I'm happy to be here. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and you picked a great day because Romans 4 is just, well, the, it's, I don't know if I'm going to say the most interesting, but uh, it's it's something. It's something. <laughs> We're talking about Romans 4 today. Mm-hmm. There's a lot in there. We're going to, I don't even know all the different places this is going to go, but we're about to jump right into it. We're doing Romans, this this series around with the podcast. And if this is your first episode you've listened to of the Romans series, that's fine. You don't need to hear the other ones first. Uh, jump in wherever you want to. Yeah, so hang on. It's going to be a, maybe a bit longer of a reading today, but it's all good stuff. It's all God's word. He's got something to say to us in it, and we're just going to dig right in. So, Robbie, want to kick us off in Romans 4? All right, here's chapter 4. Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of our Jewish nation. What did he discover about being made right with God? If his good deeds had made him acceptable to God, he would have had something to boast about. But that was not God's way. For, the scripture tells us, Abraham believed God, and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. When people work, their wages are not a gift, but something they have earned. But people are counted as righteous not because of their work, but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners. David also spoke of this when he described the happiness of those who are declared righteous without working for it. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sins are put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of sin. Now, is this blessing only for the Jews or is it also for uncircumcised Gentiles? Well, we have been saying that Abraham was counted as righteous by God because of his faith. But how did this happen? He was counted as righteous only after he was circumcised. Or was it before he was circumcised? Clearly, God accepted Abraham before he was circumcised. Circumcision was a sign that Abraham already had faith and that God had already accepted him and declared him to be righteous even before he was circumcised. So, Abraham is the spiritual father of those who have faith but have not been circumcised. They are counted as righteous because of their faith. And Abraham is also the spiritual father of those who have been circumcised, but only if they have the same kind of faith Abraham had before he was circumcised. 
Clearly, God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was based not on his obedience to God's law, but on a right relationship with God that comes by faith. If God's promise is only for those who obey the law, then faith is not necessary and the promise is pointless. For the law always brings punishment on those who try to obey it. The only way to avoid breaking the law is to have no law to break. So, the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift. And we are all certain to receive it whether or not we live according to the law of Moses if we have faith like Abraham's. For Abraham is the father of all who believe. That is what scripture means when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though out of about a hundred years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead and so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered and believed in God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger and in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit too, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him, the one who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was handed over to die because of our sins, and he was raised to life to make us right with God. I am sensing a theme here. <laughs> faith, 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 faith. Yeah. That's the theme I'm sensing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely when I read this chapter, like my first time reading it through, I was like, whew, I'm not sure what's going on here, <laughs> to be totally honest. But yeah, exactly what you were saying, Robbie, just the the beauty of faith in Jesus, I think mm. is what really struck me. And that, you know, he uses Abraham as this example. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not about Abraham's obedience. It's not about what Abraham brought to the table. It's not Abraham's story. It's God's story. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the thing that really struck me of, you know, we can be like, oh, Abraham, he, he was so obedient. He did all these things. You know, he was circumcised he you know he was the the like the epitome of a religious man but it was like that none of that mattered to god it was abraham's faith mm -hmm. and the and just like that pure yeah i'm like 100 years old but sure i'm i'm going to have a you know i'm going to have a son and, and my descendants are going to be as many as the you know the sand and or the stars in the sky no one will be able to count them and yeah my wife she's been barren for 90 mm -hmm. years but yeah she's going to have a baby and, and i believe you god i believe that like that he had that incredible faith and that's why that's why he's the father of like our faith today yeah. and not because he was this incredible man but because he had faith and he knew that without god he was nothing his faith in god is what set him apart mm -hmm. um and then all those things were kind of like symbols you know like circumcision came to show like hey i am committed to this god who i trust and who i have faith in but like that didn't that did nothing to earn him 
anything. That was just simply a like outward sign of obedience to the Lord. So yeah, just that incredible faith. It, it was convicting to me because it was like, how many times in my own life do I focus on my behavior? Mm. Do I focus on what I'm doing? Do I focus on what I can bring to the table instead of being like, that's not what, like, God is not worried about my behavior modification. He's worried about my heart. And like, mm. where is my faith? And what am I putting my faith in? Am I putting it in my works and my religious standing and my good moral whatever? Or am I putting it in Jesus? It was just really convicting. <laughs> Honestly, I, yeah. for me, yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. I was listening to an audio book about a Mormon who was really super devoted to the Mormon faith and was like, "I'm gonna convert all these people." And he he was trying to basically convert this Baptist pastor who kind of just sat back and folded his hands and listened and said, "I think you need to read the Bible <laughs> like a child." Oh. Just just read it like yeah. a child. Read it. Because they're not encouraged to they're not encouraged to read this book. Mm-hmm. Basically the Mormon idea is, oh, someone else came and what they said is actually a little bit better than what's in oh. here. Interesting. You know, the Book of Mormon and, and the new prophet Joseph, you know, he was the whatever. Wow. So he started reading it and he got saved. Huh. And the basic conclusion he came to was I've been I've been trying to work. And work and do and do and convert people and get all the numbers I can get and check all of the boxes. And it was such a compelling story, true story to listen to just for him to get in scripture. And Romans was one of the books that he Mm -hmm. talks about the most because it's so clear in here that it has absolutely nothing to do with what you do. It's Mm -hmm. only your faith. Mm -hmm. And basically the conclusion he came to was like, wait a minute, how... How is it that simple? That's that's too simple. Yeah. But that's the absolute beauty of it is, yeah, it's really simple. Yeah. And I love I love the verse that talks about like wages and basically like mm. if you work for your wages, it's not a gift. It's your wages. Yeah. Like you huh. you worked for it. Yeah. You're getting paid. Yeah. Like when I get a paycheck on Friday, I'm not like, oh, this is so kind of my employer to give me money. It's like, <laughs> no, I, I worked. We mm-hmm. have a contract. Like I yeah. work and they pay me. Yeah. But like that's not what this is. We didn't earn this gift that God gave us. Mm-hmm. He gave it to us. And that's what makes it a gift. We we did nothing. We mm-hmm. can't work our best and rally up and, and do all the things. It's like, no, God, God gave us the gift of faith, which is so interesting because it's like our faith is what honors him. So it's like this, it's not a contract. It's not a like, I do this. And then because I did that, God does this. God just does it because he's good and he loves us. And that's the whole point of him sending Jesus to die on the cross was to offer us this gift of salvation, not because of anything that we did to earn it, but just because of his love and his goodness. Mm -hmm. It's amazing to me how the enemy continues to get us where we're vulnerable. And a lot of times that is in the mentality that, we're good enough to mm-hmm. earn our way to God. And it's it's weird because it's like one of those it's one of those ways pride dresses itself up as humility. Yeah. And so it's that much harder to spot. Yeah. But it's like this pride that says, I'm not good enough. I have to work harder to be good enough. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a lack of confidence. Actually it's it's pride to think that there's something we could do mm-hmm. to earn God's favor. 
It's really, really amazing how you're saying that story, Robbie, about the man who was involved in the Mormon movement and came to find freedom through salvation by faith in Christ alone. And it's just interesting how movements that change what the core is all about Mm -hmm. are usually ones that move back to that kind of workspace Mm -hmm. or move away into that workspace mentality. And I say move away instead of move back because I think we Christians today in the church can have a misformed understanding of what God's program has always been about. I think sometimes we look at the Old Testament and we say, to ourselves. I say this, I've said this many times, but I think it's wrong. Boy, I'm glad I'm saved now when I don't have to do all that stuff. It must have been so much harder to be saved back then. Well, the answer is no, right? God hasn't changed how he saves people. Mm -hmm. It's not like in the Old Testament, God saved you by your works. And in the New Testament, he saves you by your faith in Christ. If he ever could have saved people by works, then that would have been the program all along. It's never been possible to work your way to God. And that's what Abraham shows us in this story because it's just like the the brilliance of God like (laughs) astounds us. Man, he's amazing. The, The clever way he knit together Abraham's story. He saved Abraham before he gave him the law. Mm -hmm. Just proving once and for all, you're the father of everyone who follows this faith tradition, Abraham. Uh, Everyone who is going to be my child, God's child, is a child, first of all, of faith. Now, the law did come. Mm -hmm. The Jewish people are part of God's program. And uh, for that time, there was that way God asked his people to show their faith Mm -hmm. through the the laws he gave them. Same way he asks us today, maybe you could say, or a similar way he asks us today to show our faith through things like baptism and communion. But no, we're saved by faith Mm -hmm. in Christ. Mm -hmm. And I just love that brilliance that God had in mind (laughs) to make Abraham like the Jew of Jews, the guy who started the Jewish religion. Well, yeah, he did. But he was saved by faith before the law ever came into the picture. Reading this chapter that mentions like circumcision more times than I can count, it can seem like this is so weird. How does this apply to anything? Actually, it applies to everything. It has to do with what every one of us struggles with. And that's that temptation to think we can do it on our own. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that that in our particular faith, I think you look at other faiths, you know, the Mormon faith or this or that, and it's um, pretty blatant, at least obvious to us. Oh, that's super works-based, mm-hmm. but mine isn't super works-based. But when you're raised as a Christian mm-hmm. in a Christian family and, you know, you see you see dad reading his Bible every day and you pray with mom every night and you go to church every Sunday and you go to Sunday school and you go to Wednesday night and you go to the prayer meeting and you do all these things. And it's so easy to sort of get accidentally into this mindset of, you know, we know from the time we're little, oh, no, works don't don't save me. Mm -hmm. But I think that if you're not careful, you slowly start to think I'm pretty holy. (laughs) And then you maybe start comparing yourself to other people. Well, I didn't see them in church on Sunday. And why don't they go to prayer meeting? And Mm -hmm. I'm not sure why they're wearing that to church. Like, 
these little mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. that like I don't even think it's like a conscious thought that comes into your brain. I think it's a subconscious, just little judgments here and there of other people or judgments on ourselves of oh I, I'm I'm doing enough or mm-hmm. oh, I just I didn't read my Bible this morning and I didn't pray long enough and I and it's so easy to put this crushing weight on you of. I'm not I'm not doing enough. I'm not involved in enough programs and all the religious things and I'm not doing and it's so easy I think to get really stuck in that mindset of either looking at others yeah. and mm-hmm. thinking that they're not doing enough or looking at me and saying, "Oh, I'm doing more than they are." Or looking yeah. at me and saying, oh, "I'm not mm, I'm not doing enough." Yeah. And just that that freedom that comes from like, "Oh, I can't. There's nothing I can do." Yeah. I wonder if part of that is this might be totally off base, but if it's easier sometimes to modify our behavior than to let God modify our heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you could get up and go to church every Sunday. That right. doesn't mean that you're living in a way like that you're trusting in God. And some of those things, it might be easier to adjust our outward than like allow God to change our heart. Because if he changes yeah. our heart, it should it should automatically our behavior will change. We will be transformed right. from the inside out. But like if we just focus on our outside behavior, it might, I don't know if it's like sometimes easier to do that than to like be like, oh, I need, I need like some heart change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need mm-hmm. some heart transformation. Yeah. You've got to wonder if God gets tired of <laughs> dealing with us sometimes because it's like he'll give us a really good outward manifestation of our faith to like keep us grounded, to remind us of how good he is and mm. to to show us the right way, you know, a practice or something. And then we go ahead and we start making that our worship. Yeah. <laughs> and and then and then, you know, maybe the reminder comes that it's it's the change that happens in our heart. And then we go and abuse that grace and yeah. say, hey, God forgave me. God forgive me. The more I sin, the more he forgives. So mm-hmm. it's like I know God is not a man that he uh, would be frustrated in the minor ways we get frustrated. Yeah. But at the same time, in the same sense that, yes, we do abuse his grace on one side and we do twist his gifts on the other side. At the same time, how cool is it that we have a God who has given us the whole picture. Like, it's not like he, he he just expects us to learn one way. Because there are things in our lives that are behavioral, like you've even said, Lydia, uh, and, and reminders he's given us and practices in our faith that are tangible outward things. Mm-hmm. And those are helpful reminders. And he's also given us this core, this root that is totally based in the heart where nobody can see Mm -hmm. but him. And if we make it all about one thing or all about the other, certainly I don't think we can make the error of making it too much about faith in Christ. There's no such thing as too much faith in Christ. I just love that he's he's given us himself wholly, bodily, mentally, and spiritually. He presents himself to us fully so we can be saved fully. I, I, I had a birthday yesterday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, let's say that yesterday uh, you found this present that you really thought of me and you knew I would like it and enjoy it, Tim, and you wrap it up real nice and you give it to me Aww. and you're like, happy birthday. So I love nice you. you this is for you. This is hypothetical. <laughs> and then I, I I open it all up and it's whatever the thing I love. And I'm like, wow, this is so amazing. And then I just, I reach in my back pocket and I get out my wallet. And I'm like, now how much um, 
how much do you want for that? Ooh, uh, awkward. What, what feel? What feelings come <laughs> to you? Like how? How would you feel in that? Instance? No, stop. <laughs> this is not the point. Yeah, that weird. Like wait, wait. No, I. This is supposed to be a gift. Yeah. And so it's kind of like that. I just mm. love that little part where it says like, no, no, it's it's a gift. It's free. You didn't have to earn it. Like mm-hmm. you said, your wages. It's free. And mm-hmm. and yet. I think that's sometimes what we're doing is like, okay, now how much do you want for that, Jesus? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's like, it's a present. Yeah. Ah, oh, I love it. I love that we're looking at a Bible passage that at first read, if you just take some of those verses out of context, you'll think, where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. What does this have to do with me? You dive into it. You dig into it. You get into it with some good Christian friends. Best of all, you get into it at your church And God's going to show you amazing things in his word. It's not some old book from back then. It's for us. It's for today. And we'd love to hear from you if you're listening along or if this is your first episode. Jump in with the Book of Romans. We'd love to hear from you in a comment on wherever you listen to this podcast. And we're just glad to have you along the journey with us. And we hope you'll join us again next time. Thank you for joining us for If That Makes Sense, the family life podcast about what life is really like as a young adult following Jesus. If you enjoy the show, please send it to a friend. Your genuine appreciation of the show is the best way for word to get out. And it would make our day if you left us a rating and a review wherever you found this episode. Family Life has more great original podcasts that you can check out at familylife.org slash podcast. Thanks again, and we look forward to having you along for the next one.